Hey everybody, welcome to part two of our interview with Wilson Torres from Castle and Key. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Thanks for watching. A podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Um, Wilson, so the the vodka is damn good. The gin is damn good. The rye whiskey is damn good. This is Bourbon Matters podcast. What's going on with the bourbon? What do you think about the bourbon? Okay. So last year, as we already know and experienced, especially you, Jake, and gentlemen, I don't know if you all got to experience any of it. Um, I'll be the first to say that I, I wish we would have waited. Um but I understand the position we were. We were probably the most anticipated brand to come out with their bourbon and God knows how long. Mm-hmm. So I understand what that comes with. And I understood, I should say. To the degree where I felt what we introduced was fine. Mm-hmm. But again, subjective. Well, I will say this, cutting all that other shit out, that this first batch of 2023, I have both. Is what supersedes all. I've got batch two here, 2023. Okay. So how I've described batch two, Jake, is a deconstructed old fashioned. I don't know why. That's just how it hits me. Batch one is... I use a lot of Spanish terms because obviously being poor, we're going to speak in Spanish and I have to process it in, in order to say it in English. Spanish came out. That's what I say. <laughs> so batch one, 100 proof. Batch two coming in at 103. Um, much larger barrel allotment that we use. We use over 100 barrels per each batch. Blending four, four and a half year old barrels. Maybe some five. I'm not really sure. I haven't got this kind of true specs yet. Um, but I can tell you that this these two batches supersede everything we did last year. And again, I'm not trying to diss and or disrespect mm-hmm. who I work for and the brand that I represent and what we do. But this is what we should have done from day one. This is exactly how we come in into the world. This is exactly how we introduce ourselves to the bourbon, you know, community. Um, because when it really comes down to it, um, flavor is everything. Because once you taste something great, everything else is forgotten. You don't mm-hmm. even ask the proof. You don't ask the mash bill. You don't ask, do you like it? You just keep it to yourself. You're like, fuck, that's good. And mm-hmm. if you happen to use your outside voice, that's when the fucking questions start coming. Yep. You think what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think. I mean, uh, I, I th- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think you nailed it by saying the bourbon's fine. Um, it's, it's amazing the brand and the following that you guys have built, um, where when the bourbon's just fine, it sells out instantly everywhere. Mm-hmm. And people are still asking for it and still searching for it. Um, and I think that's, uh, you know, it's kind of just exciting for what's to come. Because uh, I do think the batches have gotten much better uh, mm-hmm. release after release. And now with the 2023 batches, we're kind of first getting a taste on, oh, this is this is not what I've had before, and I can see where this is going to go in mm. one year, two years, three years. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a, almost a built-in vertical, if you will. Yeah, releasing it this mm. way. 
I mean, who else? I mean, Pinhook obviously does a vertical series. But the vertical series is on their MGP juices, you know. But still, very clever, very brilliant, I feel, on Sean Joseph's side, um, 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 to give him credit in that regard, because I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it. But when you use your own distillate, and you're still, and we've had to tweak because, you know, as of, you know, January 1st, we tweaked our rye. Oh, by the way, our rye is now a, going to be a sour mash rye, not a sweet mash rye. Oh, we nice. know that. That's cool. No. There you go. All, all the rye. <laughs> all the rye. Everything mm-hmm. that we've had and that's on the shelf is a sweet mash rye. As of January 1st, we have started to sour mash everything. Hmm. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Boom. That <laughs> is like, boom. Boom. <laughs> so I, 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 so I, wanna... I see what you're doing. We talk about bourbon. You bring us back to the ride. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, but I do want to say that at the last master class, you're going to have to correct me on on specifically which batches they were, but I think we tried 2022 batch two Mm -hmm. and 2023 batch one. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it, it was night and day difference. The the 2023 is much better. um, Had much more developed flavor and um, was, was definitely uh, um, closer to what I would expect. Um, you know, uh, with the other offerings that, that you yeah. guys put out. Yeah, I mean, it's and it, it's a six <clears throat> month difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, slow and low, baby. And uh, you did talk about bottled and bonds mm. coming sure. at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, good memory. Um, or he re-listened to the recording that he had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, we know we did that. <laughs> I totally forget. You know, it's like, shit. I mean, even when I have my weekly, you know, meetups with my team and my my boss and, and the principals, I sometimes I forget that. I mean, I have no filter. I just, <laughs> you, know, and, you know, I need to work on that. But you know, but whatever. But you know, yeah. Let's talk about that. So, um, our weeded bourbon, which is, um, I feel the best thing we make um, because we truly did give it its time, respected its place and um, came out with it. We, we did right by it. We really did right by it fully. Um, and I'm not saying that the bourbon isn't phenomenal and I'm not saying that the rye isn't why we've clearly stated all that, but the bourbon I feel is going to be a bar that is set in the category of weeded bourbon, because there's not a lot of players in that area. Weeded bourbon. There's wheat whiskey, there's wheat single malts, there's all that shit. That's fine. That's cool. I'll let you know, I'll let those players play that game. But in the weeded bourbon categories, we know, gentlemen, there are not a lot of players that are good. Mm. This is good. <clears throat> this is very good. Considering I have, I have a feeling we're about to start seeing more. We and you will, and you and will. See I think Weller is mostly to thank for that. I absolutely hate. Yeah. No, thank yes, they hate or blame or thank or blame. Oh, yeah, man, I, yeah. Well, 
thing. It, because I say thing. We need some more options. We yeah. need mm-hmm. more weeded bourbons out there on the market. We do. Well, is, uh, we do. There's too is many makers, just think of. Is Makers technically a weeded bourbon? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, makers, mm-hmm. the, the, the ones that always come to mind are going to be Makers, Weller, and then Old Elk's done some really great Old weed Elk. stuff. And, personally, mm-hmm. and then uh, J- uh, Dave Nicholson, you know, you know, to me is 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 a phenomenal weeder. Personally, again, I'm a bottle shelf drinker, you know, but I, I think it's phenomenal. And Old Elk is phenomenal. Rebel, Rebel too. And Rebel, Rebel is a great player mm-hmm. there in that regard. You know, I just feel that that is a category, you know, as is rye as we know it. Uh, and Jake, you have more experience in this. I'm seeing it from a sales perspective, but from an ownership perspective, rye is on a rise as far as uh, whiskey is concerned. But a weeded bourbon addition to the category, I think will skyrocket, Jack, you know, skyrocket past the rise of rye if, if it's good enough, you know. Uh, we need more players in that area. And that is not why we made one. Again, we gained inspiration by what Colonel Taylor left behind and, and the blessing that we, we were able to have and gain from it. But how we, our first batch was fucking ridiculous. And it's only 10% wheat. Oh, wow. That's pretty low. Yeah. 73% white corn, 10% wheat, and then to balance in, in, in malted barley, which is still a high amount of, you know, amount of yeah. malted mm-hmm. barley for a bourbon. You know, aged minimum five years, coming in at 100 proof off the bat. What does that tell you? Personally, I like how we have been leaving crumbs behind and we come back to eat them ourselves. <laughs> because I personally got the best one liners. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, and I'm making this, I'm making this prediction now because it has not been, I mean, it's been hinted, but it hasn't been said yet. Because we're still, again, we're still developing. We're still looking to what better way to come in and, and, and really bring in, you know, the family and and the fans. Our bonded and bond will be a weeder. Okay. That is my prediction. And prediction. Prediction. The fact that once that happens, this goes away. Really? So you think oh, you, okay. you think the your your prediction is that the weeded will go just straight to the bib. Yep. Castle and key bib, and it'll just be a weeded bib. Is that a prediction or is that insight information that you're technically not supposed to share? That is both. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I know there's more to come using it. I just, it hasn't been clearly shared. Mm-hmm. Um, or hints have been given that we're looking to do different things, but I, I feel the weeded is the, uh, our chariot in that regard. I think so what you're saying is, I just need to start trolling TTB every day to watch the yeah. new labels that come out. Not immediately, but give it okay. like maybe right. come, come next year sometime, or even I mean, as slow as the TTB can be, you know, start you know, <laughs> start trolling it now because who's to say? Yeah, you know, so but I, I, I feel I, I feel our best bet entry into that market into the weeded categories to come in hard with a BIB. So Wilson, how many how many rickhouses do you guys have besides the really long one? Just quick we have the one other one that that bunker style that was uh, designed by uh, the Japanese architects that are on, that's on premise warehouse E. It was on that big con- concrete. Is that block. the fallout shelter one? Yeah. So they remember they showed us the fallout <laughs> shelter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we 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 hold uh, we hold and we house a lot of um, we house some of our distillery and we hold a lot of 
old uh, uh, MGP barrels for our contractual obligations in that warehouse. Some of which, some of them are in warehouse B as well. Um, but a good majority of those are in, in warehouse E. Um, we, we, we want warehouse B to be kind of ours. Um, but we also have an offsite uh, warehouse um, that we just purchased. Um, I don't know what's over there just yet, but I know we just, we just got into that place for our surplus. You know, I think we're, of our barrels, I think we're approaching 35,000 barrels of our own. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, what's really cool is, like, you think about 35,000 barrels, Colonel Taylor was producing 1,000 proof gallons a day back in his time. He had a 36-inch uh, fucking uh, still uh, column. Column still? Oh, wow. wow. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, that's big. Stills. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. I mean, this man was, he was just beyond his time. Yeah. It's just amazing. I keep reading, reading, and reading. And then um, I, I, I keep tapping, you know, I keep sending emails to Murray. I don't know if you guys got to meet Murray while you guys were on premise, but he's a descendant of Colonel Taylor's. I met um, him when I was there in the summer. Oh, my God, dude. So I keep tapping him for some information. He goes, he was just so beyond his time. I mean, the true destination distillery is yeah. who we are. So when everyone else is spending billions to become shiny and new and there still is their, their center point and all that, when we're just like, you know, come for the acreage, hear the we, history and taste your afternoon away, you know? Yeah. We, we definitely didn't talk if it was good or bad to build a brand new multi-billion dollar distillery last week that someone just said they're going to build. Yeah. Definitely didn't talk about that at all. No. <laughs> I, tell you what, I mean, what is it? Um, Blue Run? Blue Run, yeah. 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 I mean... I, my thing is they're trying to do what you guys did a couple hundred years after it was done the first sure. time. Well, I mean... We could, a new the new style of destination. Yeah, the new style of destination. But, I mean, you know, contractually, they're one of our contracts. You know? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, any do you guys have any other questions for Wilson that we want to get out before we wrap um, up here? Or? I don't think so. I think we covered everything we wanted to talk about right um yeah wilson before we let you plug jake sigalnik sigalnik teased this a little bit earlier yeah I, I didn't make the jim beam master class last night but there was something we did on episode 39 that that came and showed uh showed how good we actually are at our jobs despite <laughs> how dumb we sound <laughs> so jake you guys want to talk about the master class real quick last night do you want to go ahead jake yeah, so uh, it was great. Um, it was all Jim Beam products. Um, so we started off with um, the uh, Double Oak versus the Black Label as the palate cleanser because those are both around 80 proof. Um, yeah. And we worked our way up. Um, and I was kind of keeping an eye out for our Knob Creek barrel pick um, that we, we did. We did that on episode 39. We did a Knob Creek barrel pick, the three of us. <laughs> Yeah, it was like late November, early December, um, and it just released a few weeks ago. Um, okay. And uh, so I was kind of keeping an eye out for it. Um, and uh, when we got to the, the last round, which is the high proof stuff, I was like, it's probably one of these um, if it's going to be in there at all. Um, so like we're trying it and it was it was G and H. And I tried G and I was like, oh, this like hits every note that I look for in a bourbon that I think is like well-aged. 
Okay. So I was like, this is like perfect. I tried H and I was like, this is like pretty, pretty up there too. Um, they had a little bit of like uh brighter kind of like citrusy kind of notes that like along with some like heavy Oak. So like it, it, they kind of washed each other out in my opinion. Um, but it was also very good. Um, but I just kept going back to G and being like, Oh my God, this is like, this is like what I look for. Um, it ended up being our knob Creek pick. Um, and H was, uh, Booker's, um, lumber yard, lumber yard, um, which is like triple the price of (laughs) our knob Creek. And and you can't find find. it. Um, I mean, the coolest, the coolest thing to me about that was everyone who was at that tasting knew that I was a big Jim Beam fan Yeah, and I was wearing a Booker's shirt. Okay. So you had, you had to have known that Booker's was going to be in that tasting. Um, and almost everyone I talked to before we revealed what they were, said yeah g is really good this has to be a booker's i like g better than h and then we revealed it and yeah g was our knob creek pick and h was the bookers which that bookers has very good reviews yeah Yeah, it's not like there's i I don't really think there's a a terrible batch of bookers but that one has good reviews and the votes were you're not gonna believe this what were they Five votes for the bookers and twenty-four for oh, our knob creep pick. Shit. It was it was a landslide. Am I allowed to say that, Dan? It was oh, yeah. that, that one is a true <laughs> landslide. <laughs> it wasn't even close. So the whole room liked the knob creep over the bookers. What I what I appreciate to to this to that point, Jake, what I appreciate what you do is that you're willing to put on you're willing to put out on the line and really challenge folks, even regardless of price point. Because to your point, you know, Booker's is hard to come by. Every batch is hard. I mean, it's like Jake, one of my best friends, as you know, Jake, Booker's is his shit. He's a Jim Beam kid by way of his grandfather and so on and so forth. And he, and whenever he finds a bottle, he buys it. It doesn't matter which one it is. He buys it, he buys it, he buys it. But at the same time, you know, I've had it with them. I've had it with other friends that we have in the industry. It's just like, man, it's just, sometimes it just runs too hard for me, you know? Mm. But what I love is that you put it out there anyway, considering how difficult it is. And you not, not just with the bookers, but just with everything else, because you really do challenge your very, the very people you serve and you provide for, you challenge. And I love that, man. I love that. You call, you kind of like secretly call their bullshit. (laughs) And you still I, mean, I do, man. Well, the, the thing is, is we've learned so much. I've learned so much oh, through yeah. these blind tastings. I think it's and brilliant. It's brilliant. The, the marketing, the marketing, and the the hype. It gets in your head and it messes with you before you try something. If you're if you mm-hmm. open that super special bottle that you've been waiting to open and it's hard to find and it's rare, you've already made up your mind that it's a really, really good pour before you even taste it. Yeah. And so tasting, tasting blind just throws all of that stuff out the window and it's just purely what is the better bourbon? I love it. What is the better whiskey? Yeah. And like, you know, I, I like to hear your strategy on that because I know you probably put our pick up against that 
um, <laughs> probably because they're at similar proof points, but also because I'm sure you were hoping that we would at least get close, you know, in, in the matchup. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I, similar, if you would have yeah. told me before, like ahead of time that like our pick is going up against bookers, I would have been like, Oh, I would have been good with like a two to one ratio. Like, you know, like, no, I agree. Like, at, at least, at least, maybe like a third of the room would have liked the Knob Creek better, and then yeah. would have been like, "All right, well, I'm going to buy this because it's better than the bottle that's super hard to find and mm-hmm. has fancy packaging and whatnot." But you know, that's I mean, that's the beauty of blind tastings, and I, I'm, I'm a big Booker's fan. Like, I'm, I like to, like, you know, I'd like to talk to Jake Hucky about all this. Uh, you and, should. Set him up with some good Knob Creek single barrels because uh, <laughs> he's like you, he's it, it, a bean guy. Yeah, I love I love that nutty peanut dusty vibe that comes with some of these older Jim Beam products. Yeah. Um, and I've always been a Knob Creek single barrel fan, and I get asked all the time what my favorite bourbon is, and my answer is always Knob Creek or Booker's because. Okay. They're consistently good, but consistently different. They're well aged, and I like that deep oak, hard caramel flavor that comes with them. Um, but yeah, I think if you if you know how to pick a, a good barrel, which pat, pat ourselves on the back, I think we did with this one. Um, some of those, yeah, twenty twenty four votes to five at Knob Creek beat out the Booker's. I, I think that's pretty. That's a triumph. That's something that I don't think. I don't. I don't. Fuck! Now you've raised. Now you've set the bar. Like your next pick, will it be that? Mm. <laughs> the we'll the see. funny thing is, when we did that pick, is we knew that one of the three samples mm. they sent us was yeah. from the Booker's warehouse, and we didn't pick that one. We didn't know it until afterwards, but we didn't pick the sample from the Booker's warehouse. And then on top of that, this pick went and kicked a, another one from the Booker's yeah, warehouse. Yeah, so, so <laughs> traditionally the warehouse. One is the Booker's Warehouse, and our last Knob Creek pick was from Warehouse One, and uh, it sold out very quick just because it was from that Booker's Warehouse. And mm-hmm. if we would have went with the Warehouse One pick for this round, it probably would have sold out before this tasting even happened. But we just we go for the best barrel. We don't want stats. We want the best tasting barrel, and I think that proved mm-hmm. last no. night. But you know, you just you said some things. You refer to some some key things in regards to, you know, your pick and in the location of it. I was like, let me ask you this: something from a professional side of things for what I do for a living and what it is that I do and how it is that I turn it around to service you, Jake, and of course, you know, Dan and Jake as well from a consumer standpoint. I'm so involved. I'm so enveloped by what we do and how we do it and sharing that with people. That when it when people like right now we're talking about your Knob Creek, you know, pick and how well it it did last night, or within the last you know your last blind tasting. I don't know enough about other brands to be like, hey, yeah, but we do this or oh, that's you know what I'm saying. Is that bad or is that good? That I don't know and I like, I can give two fucks about Buffalo Trace. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I, I drink it because it's good. It's it's mm. just good. Try some Green River. Yeah. I had some Green River. Beef, beef Buffalo Trace in our and blind taste. Yes. So but I remember. I, I, I think that's good and bad. I think you need to, you need to know what else is out there. Um, but at the same time, like, 
I'm talking about comparison. Like I, I'm familiar with what's coming out and everything, but like when people's like, well, when they come, they, they come up to me, it's like, hey man, how would you do against the Green River? Wow, oh, well, you know, there's so much involved. Well, it means you just need to do some market research. (laughs) You do, yeah. You need to. I think you need to. It it wouldn't hurt to taste them, but and I know you you keep up with you know what's coming out and whatnot. I know you're knowledgeable with the industry, Um, but yeah, you also like drinkers nowadays. They're not only just about the taste, and these blind tastings do a great job on proving taste, but they're also in it for the history and what comes behind the brand yeah. with the product, you know? So I think that, that, that definitely plays a big role into what we're buying and why we're buying. But, um, I, th- there's nothing that will ever come above a blind tasting. In oh, my no, yeah. I agree with you. That's why I think it's just so brilliant. And anytime I'm, I'm able to keep, you know, to, well, people is like bottle shares are love it. I go take a naked bottle of this. I put it on the table. I'm like, let's see how well it rides. I'm not, I don't even, I don't wear anything. I mean, I wear clothes, but I'm anything, <laughs> you know, but it's just like, but I, you know, I just find myself sometimes because I'm so involved and I'm so, I'm like, I'm everywhere. And here and there that I, I know that I'm missing out on something. So like, even this, like just your Knob Creek pick and then how, how, how well it fared, you know, against the bookers of all things. And then, Green River, I was able to because over the week, you know, over this past couple of days, I was able to try it. You know, within the last week, I was able to try some of it at a at a whiskey show. So it was just like, man, it was it was cool. But I we don't we don't really get that opportunity to really step away from what we represent and do to dive into something else to better learn it or to better or to even understand it. Which is why sometimes we're at a you know we're at a, a we're at a disadvantage in that regard, which is why I was like, man, I hope, you know, I, I just, cause I give credit where credit's due. I hope, you know, I, I hope at least I do, but you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I bank on you guys who are like, well, from what I understand and have heard this, but I can't say anything for me because I haven't experienced it. So. Yeah. And I mean, one, one thing that I've learned from doing all these random blind tastings where there's no theme or no distillery given um, is that taste can also be very subjective to what you like. Um, a lot of times, a lot of times, in my opinion, the better whiskey may not win for certain people. Um, cause you'll get comments like this one was spicier and I like spice or it was, it was too spicy for me and I don't like spicy things. Um, what was really cool about the Jim Beam blind was they all, each round tasted very similar. And people really had to dissect each yeah. pour. Mm, yeah. um, like upon first taste, you you could easily be convinced that it was the same whiskey in the glass. And you gotcha. really had to take your time to nose and uh, check out the viscosity and taste and mm. kind of pick out little differences here and there, whether it was on the finish, on the mid palate, one was a little spicier, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that was really cool to – really have everyone like work their brains while tasting whiskey, which sounds obscure to people that who don't, you know, drink who aren't <laughs> into it, into this like we are, but that's, that's kind of why we're into it because there's, there's an art to yeah. distilling, tasting and everything that goes into making spirits. There is, yeah. there is, but I, you know, I, I, I can't, 
I can't thank you enough, Jake. Um, we've known each other for over four years now, and you've been very good to me. You've been very good to the brands, not because of our relationship, but what was able to be provided to you and extended to you in a bottle form. That, that has our relationship has a lot to do with it, but uh, <laughs> obviously you're working with a very cool distillery and you're making yeah. very quality products and uh, the two and two go hand in hand. So yeah, thank you. Plus, yeah. you're a hell of a follow on Instagram. Your cocktail yeah. pictures with music oh. and everything are <laughs> awesome. We're all about the five senses, baby. I mean, that was that's something that I take pride in. You know, you may not be able to taste this everywhere, but you can at least see and and, and hopefully do what we're doing. You know, we man, it's it's been a lot. Of, it's been a lot of fun. It, a lot, of, a lot more work. A lot more work. Uh, for sure, because I'm used to just covering Chicago and whatnot. But you know, now I'm covering five six Where? in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> Gold, Gold Eagle and Libertyville. <laughs> Gold Eagle and Libertyville. No, nah, I just, I just, I just love that Wilson <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I was in just in New York for the last three days, and man, dude, what a difference! What yeah. a difference, man. You know, the, the drink culture there has not really revived yet. They're still they're still under some COVID mandates, you know, so mm-hmm. you know, the city hasn't really revived yet in that regard. Um, so the portfolio shows that I did and store visits and the road show they put me on was it was literally 12 to 15 hours a day. It was nonstop. You know, I think I ate once, drank at least a six pack of Miller, you know, highlights <laughs> where I could find it. That was it. But I, I always, you know, people was like, oh, where are you coming from? I tell them and they're like, oh, you know, you guys are good. We're, you guys are doing all right. You guys reviving? I'm like, yeah, shit, man. I'll tell you what, the Midwest drinking culture will never die. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> proved that through the pandemic, you know. Not with Wisconsin right north of us. We'll never. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll carry us yeah. <laughs> no matter what happens. I'll tell you what, man. Covering that state too is just ridiculous. But it was, <laughs> but you know, uh, I I really do appreciate and and I'm very grateful for individuals such as yourself that's given me this opportunity to at least talk on a little bit more, maybe too much. And I'm just I love what we do. I love what I do. I love that I have this relationship with Jake. I guarded this new one with Jake, and then Dan meeting you tonight, man. I hope you get better. Seriously, um, <laughs> it really does suck to be sick, man. It really yeah. does fucks you up, and you get behind on shit. But you know, it's if there's anything that I can do for you guys, you guys want to meet up again, you want to chase them through some things, some special shit. Let me know. I'll be more than happy to bring it over to Gold Eagle. We can sit and we can talk about it. We can share. Um, it's just we're in a special special time right now when it comes to bourbon. Um, yeah. people talk about a bubble. I think they just say that because they need to garner some, some, some conversation, but I tell the you bubble this is just getting started. Yeah. I, I, when those, when the big six is spending that much money, I don't see anything going anywhere yeah. anytime soon because why would they spend that much money? They have much more resources to look dick deep, deep, deep into that. Yeah. You know, if anything, mm-hmm. the generational drink drinker is dying, uh, with all due respect to those families, but. You know, bourbon keeps flowing, man. Booze keeps flowing. Beers keeps getting drank. And sometimes you need a little something to go with it. You know, so thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you all. Yeah, no, I think yeah. this relationship is great. Our, you know, we feel like we're just getting started at Gold Eagle. This podcast is just getting started. And Castle on Key is just getting started. So. Well said. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Well, on that note, 
uh, let's wrap this up and, yeah. uh, and plug some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Wilson, go ahead and plug uh, your socials in Castle and Key. Yeah, well, hey, this is Wilson Torres with Castle and Key Distillery out of Frankfort, Kentucky. If you want to have some cool new shit out of something old, check us out over at Gold Eagle in, in uh, Libertyville, Illinois. If not, look us up on online at www.castleandkey.com. Hook me up on your Instagrams. I'm at 312MADE. That's 312MADE, Chicago born and bred. Cheers. Yeah, definitely worth a visit if you're going to go to Kentucky. Yeah, absolutely. place is beautiful. I did not get to go last time because uh, mm. Dan went without us. Um, so I'm really upset <laughs> about saw, that. Some of you guys didn't <laughs> work. Yeah, I had to and work. I, I didn't, so. so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, so Gold Eagle. I'm guessing the Knob Creek Barrel Pick's gone now, or is there still some left? I think there's like 15 bottles left. Okay, so by so. the time this episode airs, it's probably <laughs> going to be gone. Um, but keep an eye out for the uh, Castle and Key pick that's coming soon that Wilson apparently already picked. Um, <laughs> we, just got, we just got their new seasonal gin in, which is really nice. good. And any... Any Castle and Key product that's available, we bring in. I think we have four or five different vintages of the rye right now because we do try to backstock cases. Um, gives the consumer a, a unique opportunity to come in and choose from the different batches that are out there. Uh, but make sure you check us out on Instagram at Gold Eagle Wine, Facebook at Gold Eagle Spirits, and then goldeaglewine.com. Uh, you can see our whole inventory, shop online for uh, pickup and delivery, and soon shipping. Oh, and on that note, honestly, this is something that's worth to piggyback off of Jake's plug. Cat, um, Castle and Key. Everything we make, Jake is the only retailer in all of the Midwest to carry it all. Ooh. All right. Oh, the whole line. Retailer in the Midwest. To carry everything that we make in the Midwest. So that shipping <laughs> aspect, key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and this is his next barrel. I'm just saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, what about our podcast? Where can people find, listen, watch, whatever they want to do? Yes, yeah, so you can watch us on YouTube. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, you can find us at bourbonmatterspodcast.com. Email us at bourbonmatters at gmail.com if you have anything to say. <laughs> All right. Well, Wilson, thanks for joining us tonight. This was awesome. It was very uh, great learning experience too. So we appreciate your time. I yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Very fantastic. That 30 minute window. I was uh, taking my wife out for a nice dinner. I haven't seen oh, her nice. in two days. So I appreciate you guys being so flexible and thank you very much, Jake. Especially course, thank, you, man. Man. thank you for carrying us. Thank you for your support personally and professionally. Jake R. Thank you for sitting in and uh, recording me for that hour and a half or so and dealing with that. Dan, pleasure to meet you. I don't know. Is that mm -hmm. a Blackhawks hat on you? Yeah. Yes, okay. it is. All right. I couldn't tell. They're, they're finally starting to get the tanking system right. Okay. They got that six-game losing streak going on. We're finally figuring out how to tank. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you so much very again. I mean, honestly, this is – it means a lot. Just If it's just three sets of years, 10, 12, 15, 20, or even more – those are 10, 12, 15, 20 or more that will, you know, maybe give us a sip. Awesome. Great. Cheers. Thanks so much, Wilson. Cheers. Yeah. yeah thanks Cheers, a lot, guys. Wilson. Thank Cheers. You. Cheers.